Welcome, Welcome to the, to the I, I Hate... Fucker. <laughs> Welcome to the I Hate Rappers podcast. I'm your host, Greg Westside. And I Hate Rappers. And that's your other host. Is that your freaking name, dude? My name's Zach. My, I'm Zachary, DJZ13 Sonetco. Three-time national award winner, six-time national award nominee, Guinness World Record holder for the world's longest radio interview, and executive producer and founder of 808s and Mixtapes. That's a that's a good intro, man. It's a good intro. It's my elevator like, pitch. I, f- I feel like you're gonna talk elevator pitch now, and we, we didn't. <laughs> Let's do it. We didn't even talk about what we we're gonna talk about. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, so elevator pitch. It's really important to have an elevator pitch, especially when you're at a concert, going to a gig, going to someone else's gig, because you never know who's gonna be there. You never know if there's a fellow radio DJ like me that's gonna be there, or if there's an executive that's gonna be there. Um, for example. On our show last week, we had um, Big Half, and Big Half is a icon in the Cleveland music scene, and just the music scene all over. He's from Epic Records, um, and so yeah, he was on the show, and I told my guys beforehand, I was like, "You need to perfect your elevator pitch because you never know when he's going to be like, okay, tell me about yourself right now. I'm a sign, you know what I mean? Like you never know what he's going to say. So I had them all perfected, and I had them all learn their elevator pitch and clean up some music to be able to show him and stuff like that. So. Big yeah, half the dog, man. Yeah, and, and and not just him. Like, you never know when you need an elevator pitch because you never know when you see me out and you're like, "Hey, check out my music." It, it, the way people have been approaching me lately, I, I don't like it. Um, where they've been saying, "Hey, you you followed me on Instagram three years ago," and I'm like, "Okay, I also follow four thousand other people." Like, I, I'm sorry, but so so what would you do for my elevator pitch? So for your elevator pitch would be different than mine in the sense that mine's more I'm building my personal brand where you're building your brand brand. You know what I mean? You're not that you're not building the Greggy Westside brand, but like back when you were an artist, you were building, building the, the Greggy Westside, Westside brand. Now you're building the Westside Productions brand. So you say I'm Greggy Westside and the owner I don't know what your titles are, but Westside Productions. But owner, I, like <laughs> yeah, I'm the executive producer, owner, founder, owner, operator, owner, you know operator, something like that. Yeah, I'm the owner and operator of Westside Productions, and we are a live event music production and studio company out of Cleveland, Ohio. Currently doing work in Cincinnati, Columbus, and soon to be Detroit, Nashville, Pennsylvania, all over the place. So you have to it's hit pretty similar to that. Yeah. yeah, you have to hit both your live events and your yeah. Studio I mean, normally aspect. I do. Uh, I'm I'm Greggy Westside, owner operator of Westside Productions. Uh, my company specializes in event booking and artist management and development. Yep. Uh, we're located in Cleveland, Ohio, and we work all around the uh, all around the Midwest. I don't stumble normally when I say this. Well, half the time it's actually just texting or emailing. Yeah. Or leaving a voicemail or something. But, uh, but yeah. And so the event we're an event booking and artist management development company out of Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, we work and book all around the Midwest with a bunch of artists from. Uh, the, like every major city and every random city, uh, we own a studio. We have five, six, seven engineers, whoever we have on, you know, on deck at the time. We have five, six, seven artists, whoever we have on deck at the time. Um, you know, we have a graphic designer, we have photographers, videographers. We're basically a one-stop shop for you. But my elevator pitch goes towards artists a lot of the times. And if I had to pitch it up to somebody to try and like, let's say, sell the company or uh, you know, let's say get like a, a partnership agreement or a sponsorship, uh, you know, each each one would be different. So as an artist, when you go into that, when you're going towards different people and different goals, you should definitely have a different pitch or different variations of the pitch. Um, when you're going up to yep. a dude like Hef, you know, have something that sounds impressive, 
you know, like yours did when you're going up to just a very random person as a, like trying to get them to be a fan, what's your elevator pitch then? Yeah. I wouldn't start with my accolades whereas half would care more about, or someone like him, not just him, not singling him out, but you would start with your accolades for someone that's been in the industry for a while, but someone that's random. If I go up and say I'm a three-time national award-winning radio host, they'll be like, who, who's this dude? You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to start it off with, Hey, what's up? I'm radio host on 808s and mixtapes, 88.7 FM. And I've and interviewed Trippy Red and Waka Flocka Flame. You know what I mean? I would no, that, that's exactly where I, where I was going to say accolade. where you would go. Because yeah. when, you know, if I'm doing that as an artist or as an artist manager, uh, even, and this is this is actually like a, uh, a very good selling point mm-hmm. as being an artist manager, is being the artist and understanding, you know, where to get certain connections and what to do. Uh, now that I have artists that have uh, done a little bit of stuff uh, or, you know, however much stuff they've done, you know, I'll be like, oh, I got an artist that has 20 million streams. I have an artist that opened for Babytron. I have an artist that opened for DC the Don or whatever. But recruiting a different artist, you know, if I didn't have that and when I didn't have that, you know, I was like, oh, I opened for Juice World. I opened for Ski Master Slump God. I opened for Lupe Fiasco, you know. I opened for these big names, like, in and outside of my own city. Mm-hmm. And I have, I've gotten, like, 500,000, 700,000 streams, somewhere in that range. Like, that's, you know, what I got lifetime and all that. I've done successful ad campaigns. I've, you know, worked with uh, videographers such as Nick Spiljaric, and he's working on videos with a lot bigger names and doesn't even have time for a friend like me. <laughs> like, in all honesty, I mean, yeah. he's just too busy. He's too pricey at that point. So, you know, when, it, when you do your elevator pitch uh, – depending on what you're going towards, you know, I, that's what I would do to recruiting artists. If I'm trying to get a fan uh, for one of my artists, uh, let's say it's uh, Carter. I, I'd say, yeah, this is my artist, Carter Cloud. He's, you know, a 20-year-old artist out of Cleveland. Um, he signed, like, all right, he, all right, restart. Th- this is my artist, Carter Cloud. Yeah. He's a 20-year-old artist out of Cleveland, Ohio. He signed with me back in November. He opened for Babytron and for DC The Don last year. He has this new uh, – he has his new project coming out called The Fake ID. Uh, we're going to have a tour called The Fake ID coming up after that. And the whole plan is, uh, you know, we're going to hit this city, this city, this city, whatever the plan is for that. And, uh, you know, he has – I don't have an accurate count of his streams off the top of my head, but what I would say is, oh, he has, like, you know, 500,000 streams or something like that. I think it's less than that. I'm pretty sure it's less than that. But, yeah. uh, you know, and he has MA streams, and he just dropped this new song. You should You should check it out. You know, that's what that's what I'm doing recruiting a fan Re- you know recruiting someone higher up you know I'm telling them okay like this is what we've been able to do and then I'm gonna be like and this is the type of ad budget we work with yeah and, and so like let me use uh, Emily for an example so she was applying for a job today and the job is a job at the university so she switched her resume from including stuff about the radio shit the radio station to including stuff about her grades and her major and stuff like that. Whereas I told her to take her John Carroll accolades and grades and stuff off her resume for a radio job she was applying for because they they don't care, they don't care about that. You know what I mean? And so like like and and I was telling this to her like if you put down education first on a resume for something that's not education based, they're gonna. I if I saw that I would think you're a nerd. You know what I mean? Like. I would say, okay, you got good grades, so what? I know a lot of people in school that got good grades that yeah, are unless, nearly as um, successful as unless us. Unless you're saying 4.0 GPA, uh, graduating valedictorian, yeah. graduating whatever whatever the hell else they have, it's you know it's it's not even worth it. Yeah. You sh- 
what, what you should do is put, oh, yeah, I'm Microsoft Office certified. Mm-hmm. I got those certifications in 2016. If I had a resume that I'm throwing out, which yeah. I did last year, yeah, I'm throwing that out everywhere still. Yeah. I don't care how long ago it is. I don't care how stupid it is. Yeah, and, and I, just, I just, yeah, so she, she switched it up, but when she went to go get the education job, she put the education first. So um, just like the elevator pitch, when you go to talk about yourself for an artist, you're going to switch up what you put first. Yeah. What's you, most relevant to mm-hmm. the certain conversation, yep. the certain thing that you're going for. <sighs> So as an artist, <laughs> one eighty. As an artist, yeah. you need to be making content. You do, and we talk about this, and every artist struggles with this. Greg says you have to make five hundred pieces of original content per day. That's what he says. No, no, not per day. Come on. Greg says if we're not I making, I think it's like per year or something. You need five hundred original videos, and yeah, I've tried. I've tried to stray away and like you know tone down my you know evil thought process of how to attack every single algorithm to possibly exist based on everybody saying yeah. the exact same thing just in a thousand different ways and me laying it out very simple you know, i've i've calmed down from that i'm not i'm not i'm not mad about it I'm <laughs> i've very, got I'm very you mad being about really really mad really about mad it. about it um so the thing is that i've calmed down from that and you know it's a, it's a it's a step-by-step process it's always going to be a step-by-step process when you start making music as an artist, you're probably shitty. If you're not shitty and you're just raw talent and you can, you know, be good starting off, good for you. But it's still shitty in comparison to the thing you make five five years later, or at least it should be. If not, then you, yeah, you don't you don't understand how to you know progress in life at all, and you should yeah you know figure something out. So main main thing is is that you know five years down the line when you're making better music there were a bunch of little steps that you took a bunch of people you met and a bunch of producers that you worked with you graduated from youtube beats maybe maybe you went back to youtube beats um you know it, it, it really doesn't matter you can go into all the specifics but you have progressed so i've calmed down to say that you know everything is a step-by-step process <sighs> now saying that i've had struggles with my own artists and I've had struggles with uh, artists around me when they, you know, they ask me questions about, hey, like, you know, what do you think I should do to promote this song? Or like, you know, what's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? Well, the plan is content. Um, if you don't, if you're not gonna go through and make a bunch of these videos, that's fine. Make a bunch of pictures, put them together, take a bunch of pictures, take a photo shoot, like, figure it out. It's either gonna cost you a lot of money or it's just gonna cost you a lot of time. Either one, you still gotta post the same amount of content. So. Just, just get to post them. Get on your phone. I had, yeah, I had uh one one person tell me, man, you know, all I did this one month is, you know, I was just, I was, I was just sitting on the couch. I couldn't get up. Didn't, didn't feel like doing anything. Didn't want to do anything. Like that was, you know, that was just a, wa- a wave that came over me. Just couldn't do it. And in words that I can't say, I said some stuff because uh, algorithms, you know. So basically, the main point is, is that. If you're not going to do anything, then just don't ever do anything. Yeah. And don't continue to ever do anything because there's no point of existing in this world if you're not going to do anything, especially if you're saying you're going to do the thing you love. And going from that, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to word this without saying the bad words. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're not going to go, you're not going to go forward and do a bunch of stuff 
then don't do it, but quit wasting everybody's time around you, including mine, because it's not fair to me, and it's not fair to me putting resources into you. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to you putting resources into yourself. It's not fair to you losing out on money because you're doing half the job, you know? It's not fair to, fair to like, you know, the other artists that are around you. It's not fair to, uh, you know, whoever else. It, I mean, it doesn't matter. The list can go on and on. And, you know, main point is if you have that wave, you get up and you go on your phone and you just talk on social media about how, how that wave hits you. Um, you because know. there's people out there that probably yeah, hit them the as well. Mm -hmm. Every artist goes through the same thing when it comes down to it. The reason that more independent artists today don't succeed is because they're putting out they're not putting out enough content consistently enough over a period of time that actually matters. Everybody thinks it's an overnight success thing with TikTok, and they get pissed off after five TikToks don't blow up, and then they stop posting it. They do a lot of stuff to where you know they work on it, they work on it, but they don't prep. They, you know, oh, I, I got to make a TikTok and post it today. Why didn't you make the TikTok last week, two, three weeks ago? Yeah. And, you know, same person I told, you know, hey, look, so you've been making the content now that we have this talk. And he was like, aren't you proud? I'm like, yeah. And I'm not going to say that again because the next step, and this this part was today. This was like two weeks ago that the mm -hmm. original thing happened. This part was today. I was like, I'm not going to give you another amount of praise for that because, you know, that's just the first step. It's step by step. Now you need everything ready for next week by the end of this week. And then you need everything in, in two weeks or at the end of next yeah. week. I don't know. Two weeks from now, you need stuff ready for two weeks from then. Yeah. And then a month. Like every every time it like you get to that next step, you need you need stuff ready that far in advance. And what you don't have ready, like let's say you're waiting on a music video or something, you know, that's fine. You can wait on the music video, but you have to plan out that specific time when you get it back to add that into your plan. You have to have the rest of your stuff scheduled out. Mm -hmm. you, like you like well, <laughs> we haven't posted a single episode of this yet, and that's on us. But I mean, well, no, I mean that's uh, that's on us. Well, I mean it's it's yeah. more mainly on me for getting the studio finished. But the studio needed to get finished for yeah. us to be able to do a lot of this stuff. And now that we're, I think this is episode seven, eight, nine, something like that. Yeah. Now that we have all that stacked up, you know, like we said in the original episodes, our plan was to get all of it stacked up. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna have stuff ready to go two weekly. episodes a week if we want weekly if we want, mm -hmm. and we're two months ahead. Yeah, and <laughs> we're it, two months ahead, and we're gonna have content posted every single day. Yeah, and the for cool two months. The cool thing is, like, once it, once it does come out, I know we keep saying it's gonna come out, it's gonna come out. You, you guys are gonna be seeing this when it does come out. But like, the cool thing is, like, if I get sick, my my biggest fear right now, and I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, my biggest fear is like that I'm gonna talk so much that I lose my voice, mm -hmm. and <laughs> my job is my voice. So my biggest fear is I lose my voice and I have to take a week or two off work. This is gonna be okay. My Dude. other jobs, I'm gonna have to think of something, but this is gonna be okay. So I, I missed I missed a family birthday party this weekend, uh, you know, for my shows. I'm I'm missing a graduation that I'm supposed to be going out of town for for another show. Um, I'm missing you know holiday weekends. I'm the only th I, I've I've had to train new people and schedule new people to do stuff in July, while we were in April still just to make sure that I had stuff scheduled so I could go out of town for the one time for my girlfriend's birthday. Then from there, like there's other trips that are coming up. There's other family events that are coming up that I'm not going to be there for because I have to do my job and I'm going to be so overloaded with stuff. Like two, two points on that one doing this, what we did is going to be perfect because you're gonna be like, Hey, you ready to record? I'm be like, fuck no dude <laughs> like, yeah i got i got i got like 10 i think i got like eight to ten shows in june and then 10 to 13 in july yeah you know i got like five at least five more to end out the month if not like six you know we're only halfway through the month so um 
you know, that's just it's the preparation. And we, we we didn't push it. You know, we knew our platform was going to be there. Now, as an artist, your clock is always ticking, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially when it comes to age, depending on how old you are and everything. So you want to make sure to get stuff done as quickly as possible. But if you don't plan ahead, then you're just like flopping on releases and it's just not going to end up working out for you. Like, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't I don't see why and you would think that it would work out when you don't put in full effort and you're already getting to the age where you got gray hairs like I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. I'm only 24. I'm getting gray hairs. Like, if I was still trying to rap, it wouldn't work out because as soon as, like, I would either be having to dye my hair or just getting constant haircuts to get rid of the gray hairs. You know, like, that's yeah. that. That's not the image you want. And and, and the artists that we're talking about here, and the, it's not just one person. It's a certain type of people. No, it's just, it's it's not even certain type of people. It's it's every underground artist that hasn't gotten to a point where they can like yeah. say they're not an underground artist. Because there's like it it basically goes like this. It goes like brand new artists, underground artists, underground mainstream artists, mainstream artists, rap star, rap superstar, star, superstar. Drake. Superstar, the only rappers you got in that category are Drake, Kanye, and Kendrick. And then star, like the top level star is J. Cole. And then you bring it down, like, uh, you know, underground, you know, like underground mainstream is like a DC the Don. You know, nobody, nobody really knows him. Yeah, no, Baby Tron. Baby Tron's a, a rap star now. He's a rap star now? Yeah, 100%. He jumped over mainstream. Well, I guess he had mainstream and mainstream t- Tron, too. So um, two great tracks that really elevated no, him. No, no, Punch God, man punch god um who B- blp kosher or whatever the hell oh, like blp kosher he'll hilarious um <laughs> but no he's like he's underground mainstream still like you yeah. know like that's he like, played his first show last week first show first show ever and uh they sang every word to his opening track he played an underground like unreleased track and they went crazy for it he's giving off the same energy that tron did i hate to say it no that yeet did I'm such a Yeet hater. But I am I, too. <laughs> I just—it's not my style of music. I like BLP Kosher more than I like Yeet. Yeah, hundred percent. I—I mean, I don't. I think Yeet does well for what he is. I think I haven't heard his name talked about in the rap community for the past few weeks, maybe a month or so since he's last done something huge. Yeah, um, I mean, about what he's doing, I haven't heard anything, but like his yeah. name still gets brought up nonstop. Yeah, but I mean, I like. You know whose name I don't hear anymore? Yeah. Just very random. Mario Judah. Where the fuck is Mario Judah? <laughs> I, I made the connection because of the Playboy Cardi connection. But yeah, yeah. all right. Uh, so, I mean, but yeah, I, mean, I forgot what the hell we were even Well, the content about. you're talking about, and it comes from a place of love. It doesn't come from, pl- from a place of hate. We're not saying like, oh, quit your job or quit your rap career and you're not going to make it because you're not making content. We're saying this because no, we I'm want you that. to. Well, I'm saying it because I want you to make it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm no, I want, I want, I want everybody to succeed. Like, if yeah. you're not, but if you're not gonna do it, just like do it as a hobby, or don't waste people's time. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's very simple. It's a very simple thing to understand. Yeah, and you know, uh, it's the same thing for every single person that's in it. Like, if you are a photographer and you love taking pictures, then that's a great hobby. Uh, if you're not willing to buy concert tickets to go to stadium tours and get mm-hmm. floor seats and bring a very expensive two, $3,000 setup. And if you, if you're not willing to like save up the money for that and do that, cause you don't want to be a professional photographer, that's fine. But I know someone who did that and she now does, uh, the Browns and the guardians and like, I, 
pretty sure she like follows a big artist on tour to i don't know if she's doing their stuff for free or she's doing uh like getting paid for it and going on these trips for it but like you know her work is crazy good and then you know i I did the same thing with photos i purchased front row seats so i could take the photos you know what i mean like uh me and my friends we snuck into like the front row for the nfl draft and i brought a camera and that's how i started doing photos you know what i mean and then from there, I took those photos, showed those to promoters, say, hey, had me come out. They had me come out. I met the promoters. I met the artists. And then I started the radio show. So, like, the- if you're not willing to do that type of stuff to begin with, yeah. then that's fine. You don't think of that stuff and then you hear it and then you're still not willing to do it. Yeah. That's that's less fine, but it's still it's still fine. But don't say, oh, I'm a photographer. No, you're a person who likes taking pictures. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I take pictures and I'm a photographer. Way too, two different things. Yep. Same with video people. Same with uh same with promoters same with djs same with djs you know, there's people that like to hit play in music and there's people that like to dj and i am throwing shade when i say that because at one point i was someone that liked to hit play in music and it wasn't until i sat down and made a hundred tiktoks in a row of me djing until mm-hmm. i got good at transition those tiktoks are terrible if i w- go back and look at them now but like if you're not willing to go to random shows and then ask the promoter at like find the promoter yeah. and you know hey like do you need uh you need a DJ for these shows? Yeah. And how I, th- how do you think I met Renzo? <laughs> like that. <laughs> Renzo came out to me at Shadows. Shadows is a bar in Parma, which is the worst suburb in the world, in, in, you know, America. Um, <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. It's like, it's like Disneyland. If Disneyland was the opposite of what Disneyland is, it's just, a ba- it's not, it's, it's, it's not like a really yeah. like, you know, bad place to be or anything. It's just, uh, it's, it sucks. It sucks to high heaven. Um, and then this place, you know, this is a place that they didn't have heat in the winter as a venue. Yeah. They the had, water. they closed during COVID like everybody. And then did, when they came back, they never reopened their kitchen, but they still had the deep fryer grease sitting in there. I remember I got pulled in there one time. They had multiple health code violations. The urinal didn't work. It overflowed constantly. Uh, the driveway. The, uh, what else? Oh yeah, the dr- oh yeah, the, the the parking lot and the the driveway. They didn't plow it. They didn't have. I've never even been there. I never. Yeah, yeah. I just heard about it. Yeah, and it's it's just stuff like that. Um, so you know, little dinky spot. Um, little dinky. He is love little dinky. Uh, but yeah, little dinky spot. And um, you know, he comes up to me outside. Hey, you ever need a DJ? And I'm like, yeah, like you know, you ever DJ before? He's like, nah, but I got a board. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like. Okay, like send me, you know, send me a mix. He sent me a half hour mix. Yeah. That took me so long to download, and I just like skimmed through it to parts, and I was just like, yeah, I want to work with this guy. Yeah. And I love that guy to death. Now he he's like he's one of my actual friends out like in and outside of music, and he DJs all these fucking shows, and he is li- he's like he, bro, he's like going, he's at Cole Bennett's house now. Yeah. And backstage with Kid Leroy and yeah. shit. Like. No. Yeah, yeah, and I mean he he's been killing it lately, and every show I've been at with him, he's been great. And uh, you started uh, off, man. Yeah, and I mean there's shows that he did and I did for free. There's shows that I lost money on. There's shows that I had to pay fifty dollars for parking. Dude, I remember the first time I was like, it was like some, it was a terrible show, like big fight happened or something at it and mm-hmm. i was like i was like yo like you know how much do i owe you or whatever and you were like oh like you know i've never actually been paid to dj before me i was like yeah, yeah. i was like what the what the <laughs> fuck this dude yeah this really good dj hasn't ever been paid to dj what yeah. the fuck? but that, that's you just putting yourself out there it's you like 
working to get it done. I think I've don't work to get it done. I think I've kept you at the same price that <laughs> that I quoted you at that day. <laughs> Renzo's at the same price of that day yeah. too. <laughs> and I I'm okay. I mean, with a that. lot of a lot of the money's the same as that day. Anyway, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah. Well, I have an idea, and I'm going to say it here and manifest it, and hopefully it comes true. I have full creative control of my radio show on Tuesday nights. Let's do an episode of I Hate Rappers live, two-hour episode, and then we will kick off the show and start promoting it from there. Do you guys do it during the summer? Or? Yeah. And we have nothing going on, bro. It's just me and Emily, <laughs> Danielle, and... Um, what do you want to do it tomorrow night? Emily? I hate rappers live tomorrow. I hate rappers. Well, not not for you guys, but for us. Well, for you guys too, if you want to listen. You won't yeah. know to listen in, but yeah, yeah. All right, <laughs> let's well, do it. All right, well, screw it. Let's just shut up then. Yeah. All right. I hate rappers, but I love artists. See you kind of tomorrow. <laughs> Peace. Peace.